Welcome to the Complete Dad Podcast, everybody. I have another guest here, so you guys are getting spoiled, not just Joshua and me, like it's been for a long time, but this is from Superhuman Fathers, Kyle Connor. Kyle, it's so cool to talk to you. I have been amped, as I said before, the podcast. I feel like we're a little bit kindred spirits in, in kind of our approach and what we believe in, but uh, welcome to the Complete Dad Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. For for me, we're we're starting out our our calls with this, and this is this is epic. This will get me this will get me fired up for the rest of the day, brother. So yeah, you guys you. are eight. No, you're nine hours behind us. I mean, that's one of the challenges sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The worlds are coming together, man, via Zoom. Yep. And how many kids do you have? Five. Five. Okay. Wow. And how yeah, we, old? We're collectors. <laughs> Uh, we got, uh, let's see, Gavin's 16. Okay. We were just talking how your kid had a bike accident. My kid had an e-bike accident the other day and smashed his face, chipped his tooth, ripped his chin open, ripped the front of his thumb off. And uh, he calls us. He goes, I just I just bit it hard on my e-bike, you know, and uh, we're like, well, we'll come pick you up. He's like, nah, I think I'm good. I'll just ride home, you know, comes home. Not not emotion, no emotion, just handling his business, man. I was just like, damn, I'm proud of you, kid. Just like <laughs> moving all over, just like no big deal. I'm like, You're, this kid's gonna be okay, you know. Mm. And then I got a 14 year old, uh, and then a 10 year old, uh, eight year old, and a two year old. The oldest are four boys, and then a little little girl, little oops, baby girl. <laughs> yeah you're talking about your son being like that i mean it's so important this resilience is such a factor that is lacking in society today especially with the Bro. kids my son was the same man i'm super i was also proud of him he i mean he bit it like i've never seen him bite it before he felt like so hard and um everyone was around him and he just he got up and he's like i think i'm okay his shirt's ripped he's got like his elbows are both like grazed he's got this like uh, protective gear it's totally like scratched off everybody's like what's up and he's like he's like oh no 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 I'm, I'm just gonna get up i'm gonna ride again and everyone was like hey just take like 10 minutes just chill out so you don't have the adrenaline i checked him that he's okay because he's actually had health problems in the past before so he wears like protective gear and everything but he just wanted to get on there and then he no tears nothing and not that hey there's nothing wrong with crying when crying is the suitable response um, yeah. i want to point that out obviously but just his ability to get up and go again. I said to him, if I had eaten it like that, I think I would have been in the car and going home. And I was like, do you want to go home? And he's like, no. And then I had to basically like pull him to come home. Like, and then they started, I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram yesterday. Then they started like riding with their bikes as fast as they could into like these bushes. Like, you know, boys. Just, like, saw that. that was gnarly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we can, that's actually a cool springboard because I think that, you know, being superhuman fathers, it's like, your 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 name on on instagram and then we'll obviously find out if that's what kind of brand that is and dig deeper into why you called it that and and what else you're going on but it's kind of like led by us you know it's the example that we set first of all 100 percent. like uh well like last night we're at football and you got kids stand on the sidelines like pretending to limp around and then you got another kid on the ground like he's coughing like he's hurt and uh i'm just looking at these kids and they're having them do these uh these bear crawls at the end of football because they got in trouble. And you know, the kids that play the most are the ones that do the bear crawls, no complaining. They do them right, they don't put their knees down. And then you have these other kids that are like pretending to drag their leg like they just got blown up in battle, and it's just full drama. And and I'm like, 
who are these kids' dads, man? Like, what? Like, is this the first time in their life that they've done something hard? My, I've been beating the shit out of my kids, not literally, but you know, <laughs> I've been fucking them up for like since they were kids. Like, we've been doing hard shit together and growing together as a family, doing hard workouts, hard hikes, talking about how important it is to be a man that can suffer through hard things and keep a good attitude. Like they know the concepts, they know the philosophy and they've learned it through practice. But man, when your kid is 10, 11, 12, 15, 17, and they haven't learned that philosophy because their dad hasn't learned it or has, hasn't lived it at all. Like that kid's screwed, man. He's going to have a rough time. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's like, People want to teach their kids the right way, but it like starts with you. I mean, if you aren't going to the gym, if you aren't pushing it, and what I loved about what you're doing in the moment is me. Like I can say today, I've been at the gym every single day for an hour and a half this week. That's what I do. And I've always been sporty and I've always been fit, but I've not been my best. I've not been the optimal performance or optimal fitness. And I was just like, you know, a little while ago, I was like, no, I'm 44 now. I wish I'd done this earlier, but now Today is the day I make the decision because if I'm not pushing it to my limits, how dare I try and push my kids and push them to go through hard stuff when I can't even jump over my shit. And it's not hard. And that's the beauty of it. Isn't it beautiful? Like, I think my son loved it that he fell and he got up and he rode again. And I think it's the same with us going to the gym. I mean, it's at first, it seems difficult to get that routine. But once you get in there and you start to push yourself, like it's literally like being addicted to a drug, but it's like a positive one. And you just, yeah. Like, you go in there and I want to go there. I want to go there every day. It's like, I'm literally like, I'm looking forward to that because the hard shit starts becoming the good shit. And the difference between work and fun and play is, is that you're having fun. So if you can find the ability to make your work fun, then you're basically playing the whole day, but the play is improving you like every single day. And it's, it's I've been going four weeks and the, and the um, transformation in my body and stuff even though I was a fit person, it's just incredible. And it just feels amazing. You get out of there in the morning and then you're like, hey man, I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Like, I'm not yeah. afraid of that stuff. You know, it, and it's a weird thing that I've been very philosophical and we've had a lot of discussions on a podcast about trauma and dealing with those things. And look, I think it needs to happen, but get back. We've been lately, Joshua and I, the, the co, the, my partner and I, we talk about not my partner, as in like my my partner, <laughs> Lisa, but my partner, the complete dad, just to make that clear. Um, him and I have been saying, get back to basics, because if you haven't got the physical fitness and if you aren't op optimal, like physical performance and condition, then you can forget about doing that other stuff properly. Yeah. And I, I the, the, the dads that yell at their kids that are sitting on the sidelines with a big gut hanging over their pants. And wouldn't last a second in practice. They're yelling at their kids, all mad that they didn't make a tackle or something. Man, I'm ready. I, <laughs> ready I, can't, help but, I can't help but say something, man. I go, I'm, I can't yeah. help but like, hey, look, why don't we get out there with them? Let's go. <laughs> I just yeah, can't. I know. It's, it's, no, it's so tough, hypocritical, man. and it's just so it's just nonsense, man. And I understand, like at a certain level, like. When you get to a certain age, you, you can't keep up with your kid. And you would hope so that your kid's athleticism outdoes you. But you can at, at least push yourself to the point where they're, they're at. 
I, I will never let my kids out suffer me ever. It'll never happen. Mm-hmm. Like, and one thing you're mentioning right now, this fire that you have right now, it's because you're driven by purpose, man. You you're clear on why you're doing it. And then, and then you're, now you're getting results. So you have momentum. So you purpose and momentum, man, that combination is very powerful. And this is what a lot of guys are lacking when they're stuck in, in what we call the mud, when they, they're trying, but they can't seem to be consistent. Discipline is required in the beginning. It is. Mm. And then after you use enough discipline, you get momentum. And as long as you have a clear, selfless purpose, like this is, this has been a key for a lot of my guys is when they realize the impact that they're having on their families, when they realize the impact that they can have on everyone that they come in contact with, with the person that they're building, they realize that when they don't show up with their daily habits, they're actually stealing inspiration that they would be giving the world if they didn't show up, you know? And when you, when you, when you put that much meaning behind your actions, it's easier to get up early. It's easier to get your ass to the gym. It's easier to go to failure on your sets. You know, <laughs> it's the same with attaching your emotional responses when you're tired and, and your kids yeah. are going crazy and your wife's ripping on you or whatever. And like when you can attach great meaning to your response, like the way I respond right now may affect a year of energy and relationship in my family. Like, cause you can say one thing that will destroy your relationship with your kids or your marriage for a really long time. You could say one hurtful thing and we forget that a lot of the time, you know? So we just show up our best, man. We show up, we, we show up in the mornings when we wake up our best, we show up to the gym, our best, we show up to our families, our best, we show up to our businesses, our best. Mm. And whenever we got out of alignment, we kick ourselves in the ass and get right back in the game Mm. rather than going down that path of just self-destruction, you know? Yeah. And, and that's where I think the journaling for me at least comes into play. Like I love to write a journal in the morning and the night because then I can reflect on it and just have that feeling of the course. Correct. You know what I mean? When it goes a little bit off course and you've, because you know, you've got your goal and then you get into the process and when your process is really strong and you have those responses ready that when things go out of whack, that you're able to respond then you're heading in the right direction. But every now and then the process goes out of whack and then you've got to reflect on it and remind yourself of that goal every day and every night and every minute. Let's be honest. Like I love this one thing that I heard the other day, which was look at your life from your 80, 90 year old version of yourself and look at not just the hours or the weeks, look at the minutes because look what you can do with 15 minutes. So I don't have time to go to the gym. Dude, shut up, man. You can do 50 pull-ups in 15 minutes if you're fit enough. If you can do even more, you can always yeah. do something. You can always tick off that thing. You can read a chapter of a book. And that's the thing that I think is happening a lot today is this, oh, I'm so busy. I'm, I don't have time. And then someone's like scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through Instagram and how much time gets wasted into that. And that's where I think getting back to basics and just scheduling your time like super tight, like that's what I've been doing. I've got the schedule and it plans the whole day out from the morning to the night leaving little gaps in case things go wrong, but making sure that I'm intentional about it so that I'm always at least got that backbone and that structure when the shit hits the fan or when things go whack, like they just do with having four kids or I'm a school teacher or whatever happens in life. And then you have that 
core to hold on to. And then when things go wrong, you just back into that groove again. And because of our like conditioning, when you've done long enough, then you are conditioned to get, just get back in the groove. And even if it goes whack, you just like slip back in. But when you aren't intentional and you're making excuses and you don't have time and you, you celebrating the dad bod and, and, and all this ridiculous stuff that's happening in society now with like, don't fat shame people and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want to shame people. But at the same time, I would like to help individuals that think that walking around like 30 kilograms overweight is somehow an acceptable good thing when, when you're a dad. And I can't deny it. And I'm going to say it here, whether it gets me into trouble or not. When I look at an overweight father with their child, I just can't help but shake my head and go, why, brother? Why would you do that firstly to yourself and, and, yeah. and more increase the chance of yourself with diabetes, with heart disease, with stroke, with every kind of disease that you can imagine is being overweight as a massive and being unfit as a massive thing. And then the example that you end up setting for your children in the home that they're growing up in is clearly one where you aren't paying attention to fitness or the what's what's being served on the table or what's being in the grocery shop, in the grocery cart. And that's what we do. We we go to the grocery and I'm proud. I'm always, it's one thing. And I'm always proud of like, when I go to the till and I'm in the checkout, I'm always looking and I'm like, I'm proud. And when my kids are with me, they see what we got in there and what we agreed to eat. And they see you every day working out at the gym. And, and it's not a surprise that my kids are going riding and stuff. But parents want to tell their kids one thing, stay off your phone. Where's your screen time? And the next thing they on their phone the whole time, watching TV, nonstop eating shit. Well, hang on. Yeah. you That's not going to work. Yeah. And I mean, this all comes down to like, these struggles that men have, it, it, it's hard. And, and they're, they're just making their lives harder and they, their lives just could be so much better. And then like you're saying with their kids, their kids are going to inherit the same struggles they have. And if they don't show them how to overcome those struggles, and now that kid's going to be at that dad's same age, struggling with the same shit. And so we can, we can actually create an environment so our kids will be better than us. Mm. But we have to figure out the things we need to figure out and get over so that we can teach them mm. so that they can get a leg up. So they, they're not dealing with the same thing at the same time late in life that we are. You know, I'm figuring stuff out now, Yeah, you know, financially and emotionally and spiritually and philosophically that I get to teach my eight year old, mm. Yeah, you know, and like, the more I build myself and my understanding and my knowledge and my wisdom, and then apply that to my action and then results, the more, the more my kids are going to see that they're going to get a 30 year jump on me. Like what, what greater gift can you give your kids than to just be like, Hey, let me show you all the dumb shit I've done and teach you how to dodge all that through my example, not just my words. Cause if you're just words, they are not going to listen to you. Mm. Yeah. And, and the one thing that was quite interesting for me and, and any guys listening who are not there at the moment, who are not showing up, this is a very cool thing to think of in perspective to adopt is I'm actually happy that I didn't have my shit together because I want my children to see the process. I want them to see the kind of person that I was and I want them to see the, the weaknesses that I've had so that they can see, oh, hang on, this old guy. He really worked through that. He really worked through these issues and look where he's come because then they also witnessed the process. A lot of us grew up, interestingly enough, worshiping our dads, seeing them as heroes and then realizing their failures. I'd yeah. rather my kids grow up seeing my failures, seeing my weaknesses and growing up to go, oh my gosh, how's this dude? This guy's like on fire. And 
because then it shows them, well, you know what? No matter what happens to me, I'm able to pick myself up. And if this old guy can do this, then surely me at like 18 can hit the gym, can eat healthy. And like you said, it's, it is hard. It's not easy. But once you get the ball rolling and you start to see the benefits and you start to find out how hard turns to fun and how hard turns to like connection and how hard turns to significance and how hard turns to intimacy, then you go, well, that hard, it's like that saying, I mean, it's a cliche at the moment, choose your hard. It's, it's yeah. choosing your hard. And do I want the temporary, you know, pleasures now and have the long-term hardships or do I want to have the short-term hardships? Because let's be honest, I love a cold shower now. I love pull-ups. I love to stretch. I love to do downhill mountain biking that scared the shit yeah. out of me. Three, four, I'm struggling. Three. I'm struggling with this cold shower, dude. I'm struggling. Are you? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I kind of used to talk shit on it a little bit, and then I had this epiphany. Like, I, I, I get up pretty damn early, and uh, and I'm in the. I was in the bathroom one day. Saying, I do a little mantra in the mirror. To get myself ready for the day and i could i could hear it man it was like hey hey get in that shower and i was just like what and it was like get in there and i was like no way i gotta do the cold thing and uh i talked to a lot of people and they're like oh i love cold showers i'm like dude when i get in that cold shower in the morning i turn it on and i'm just staring at it and i'm like f me man and i get i've been i've done it like i'm like at 40 days in a row now but I, every time I do it, I'm like, this is the this, this is like one of the hardest moments of my day right here. It's it's really? weird. Yeah, for like certain people, like certain things are just harder for other people. Like for me, cold, bro. Like I get in there and I'm just like, like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta calm your breathing. I'm like, I can't, man. Like now, granted, it is freaking two forty five in the morning when I get up and I walk right into that damn cold shower. Two forty five. Whoa. Is that why you, because you were on Instagram the other day and I was like, how's this guy like he's, he's still awake at like 2.45, at three o'clock in the morning? I was like, that's my wake up time, bro. What do you go to sleep? Nine, 9.45. That's yeah. a short sleep though. Is that good? Yeah. Well, no, but <laughs> it's better than I used to be. So I used to be in the firehouse. Okay. Uh, I'm out uh, of the firehouse right now. So like I'm used to like, days on days with no sleep and then when i have now i have a block of actual straight sleep that i that is the same it's like that's a lot for me huh. so your body's kind of got used to lack of yeah, sleep kinda got, lack of sleep is still used better to it, but I, I i think there might be something to the cold that early that makes it next level because yeah maybe it, it's something dude well, maybe uh, it sounds I, like an excuse dude i'm still doing it but hey like I have this, this, the, the voice in my head's like, cause I always like negotiate like, well, maybe you should take the day off the cold shower or whatever. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. When, when you have leveled yourself up to a certain level of discipline, the, when guys get the bed, they, it's because they, they negotiated one little thing, right? It always starts with one slip, like yeah. Not going to the gym one day or sleeping in one day. It's so weird. Eh? I totally agree. 100%. You know, or same with the shower. It's like, yeah. I could, if I didn't do it one day, it's very possible that, like, very probable that I'll yeah. miss another day. If I miss two, mm. I might never do it again. Like, I might have, I might lose that edge that I got. People could be like, well, who cares about a cold shower? Dude, 
when I take that cold shower, I, it's like a baptism, dude. It's like a commitment for the day. Like, I'm like, if I can make myself do this right now, I'm fully committed mm. to go all in on the day. Mm. And, and, uh, I, and, and so it's like a barometer for me now. Like, if I'm willing to go all in, I will get in that cold shower. And uh, so that's where I'm at with it now. But it's not getting any easier for me, bro. It's not. Sounds like my Instagram videos. Uh, which is my one at the moment because I made this commitment. And it's funny because I made this video about that. I, I made a video actually about that because it was so late. And I was like, I just want to go to bed now. And then I went down to the basement. I did the video and I was like, it's about, it's not about the thing, right? It's not really, it's about the cold shower or it's about the video. It's about being a man of your word to yourself. And it's yeah, being yeah. a man that you commit to. And this is the big change in my life at the moment is that I've made a lot of commitments, but then the consistency wavers. And that once, that little voice of saying don't once or take the beer once. So it's so, it's such a strange concept that I actually like to research it a little bit because it is so weird that because we say, okay, once to the little voice and we give into the resistance, all of a sudden we put on this path where we're more likely to like binge, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm just going to watch one more series. Okay. And then it ends up, oh. I'm just going to watch one more video on Instagram or I'm not going to have my 45 minute cap on this. And so for me, it's, Look, it's nice to do things and I like to, you know, it's obviously cool to do videos and see yourself improving and doing videos. But the thing of the video is, okay, I said I'm going to do it. So I'm going to yeah. put one out every day. And yeah. whether it's the cold shower or it's hitting the gym or it's having the, like my evening routine that I've got or reading a book in the morning or doing my journal in the morning or night, these are habits that I, that I track on a habit tracker. And this is where I was talking to my students in my class about cell phones can be a strength. They are a cancer in many ways, but I've got a habit tracker now that I track every day and it keeps me like honest to what I've committed to. But I think the consistency and commitment and honesty and integrity is lacking a lot in men these days. And we all want to, we all want to be in shape. There's no one that doesn't want to. If they could choose to take a pill now that would make them successful in shape, committed, like everyone would take that. You can say what you want, but everybody would take that. So then the question is, why don't you? Because you can, you can do all those things, except it takes the work. And that's what people don't want to face up to. I'm just not willing or just not able to. And I don't even want to say able, because I believe the difference between the really successful people in the world and the not successful has nothing to do with talent. It's got everything to do with that choice. When that voice comes or when that fear presents itself, that it pushes you back where some other people, it pulls them forward and pulls out the best of them when they, and I'm starting to do that as well. It's like, when I'm afraid of something, that's when I'm going to push forward into that thing. I'm going to push forward into my fears because yeah, that's, and that's change that's happens. A practice. Like you get good yeah. at that. Exactly. And that's, where, that's where you're, I, I love that because it's not about the thing. Like the cold shower is me. It's a representation of facing discomfort and it's a practice. It's a meditation, really. It's like, how are you going to respond today? Well, let me show myself how I'm going to respond today. Yeah, yeah, First yeah. in the morning with that damn one, the wake up is always hard. And then getting in the cold shower and you're like, okay, you're stacking these wins against the weakness. Hmm. And then you just get momentum throughout the day. And, uh, and that's, that's the game. It's like get really good at leaning into the fear and the discomfort and become a master of that skill. Mm. And then what happens, man? Yeah. Then you can your do body's going to get better, right? Your yeah. business is going to grow. Yeah. 
your your family relationships are going to get better because you're going to be able to make yourself serve your family when it's it's convenient, right? You're going to be less selfish with your responses to your, you know, when when stuff's inconvenient or bothersome to you, Mm -hmm. you'll have the wherewithal, the awareness and the discipline to just smile and handle business. My wife's in the kitchen here. She's probably subconsciously listening to you going like, yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah, get on it, man. <laughs> but uh, Sorry, we're actually in mid-podcast just trying to sort something out cool. Yeah, so she's with your mom and everything. Sorry, listeners, just uh, the dad. That's how dad life is. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, it's, it's so well put by Stephen Pressfield in his book, The War of Art. Have you read that before? Like 70 times. Okay, so so the resistance. Like, <laughs> it's one of my top thing. three books, bro. Yeah. That, that's bad that you so, said I've got signed copies of the warrior ethos from him and his man at arms one, which is really cool. I, I dig him. I love him on podcasts and just his whole vibe, but yeah. the whole resistance thing, man, is so cool. Cause when you actually can look at it like that, and whenever it comes to you, Oh, this is the resistance. I'm going to kick your ass. And then you're like, no, sorry, I'm going to beat you. And so every time I sit down on my laptop, so I, I had this novel that I've been working on for literally 10 years, dude, like 10 years, <laughs> like on and off. And then the last couple of months, I was just like, okay, every night I'm going to do half an hour editing on this. Cause it's been like almost finished for years, but just not over the line. And I was just like, yeah. every time I sat down, super tired at night, uh-huh. doing it, coming from a friend, watching a movie at a friend's house and hanging out with him, 11 o'clock at night. That's my commitment. I do it. Now I can say tomorrow I'm sending it to the editor. Bro. And that's how it is done. Whether it be a book, whether it be your body, whether it be your relationship, your career and everything. And it's, a, and it's so, and it's so funny because it is not as hard as you think once you just get, like we've been talking about, getting over that hurdle. When you start getting over the hurdle at your job at your job, and you start to get organized there and you start to work and you start to read the literature that helps you to be perform at your job and you jump into your fears, your job starts to change. You go to the gym, you start doing that first pull-up or assisted pull-up or whatever push-ups and it sucks yeah. ass. And then eventually you can't believe the progress you make. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, like, look what I can do. And then you've maybe have this estranged relationship from a friend or from your wife, if that's something you've been through or your children. And you just, you know what I mean? You do the same thing to all of them little by little. Dude, we've got this guy. I, I call it the bill concept. Cause I got, I got a guy in the superhuman father's brotherhood. That's under my coaching right now. His name's bill. Bill came to me at like 320 pounds or something. You know, he was, he was a big fat dude and Bill uh, started right away following through nutrition, wake up times and workouts. That's the foundation for our guys in the beginning, like three non-negotiables. We're going to start with those. And then throughout the day, we're going to work on our nutrition and our emotional responses. Keep shit simple, wake up times, workouts, nutrition, and throughout the day, you're fighting your battles with food and with your emotional responses. That's all I want guys to do in the beginning. Because if you can master that, now we can start to build a pyramid mm-hmm. of non-negotiables and success and create time, compress time, time block, and create more non-negotiables. But Bill starts showing up at the gym at 4.30 every day. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Starts. He posts it every morning on his stories on his social media and i'm like damn bill is unstoppable so bill loses 20 pounds well guess what bill is still a fat guy he's he's now at that point like 300 pounds 
And I'm like, hey, Bill, how you feeling right now? And he's like, I've never been so on fire in my entire life. Hmm. I love my life. I love my family. I love my job. But Bill, you're still fat. And he's like, I know. But it won't be there long. That's the key for the guys that feel like they're really far behind and really yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you get to earn that feeling very quickly because it's who you are and what you do. And, and you, you prove to yourself what the future is going to look like. Hmm. And so you're not worried about where you're, at, where you're at on the mountain anymore. All you see is this glorious future and it's exciting to you. And that's the key to not letting what you don't have ruin your motivation, you know, comparing to other people like, Oh, look at this guy's got abs and he's all jacked and he's got a million dollar business. And it's like, who cares? Guess what? That guy who's jacked and has a $10 million business. He's like, he's the same as, as bill, man, I got to get to 10 million. I need to more lean and jacked. You know what I mean? Like it's about progress. It's a, it's a never ending mountain. And so wherever you're at on the mountain, it doesn't matter. Just show up and you're going to you're going to get the benefit of having your your life light on fire very quickly within a few days. Mm. But you it know? obviously takes that initial step and then yeah, and do it. And there's the vision. The vision yeah, here's, here's the caveat. Here's the other side of that. When you are when you feel like you got there, like I'm jacked enough, I'm successful enough, my family and relationships are good enough. And then you sit down and relax. Oh, I don't have to do it anymore. Guess what? All the depression, the darkness, the anxiety that you had before, it's all coming back that day. So it's a double-edged sword. Like you got to do the shit, but you don't have to necessarily be anywhere yet. But once you think you got somewhere and you stop, all those same feelings are going to come back. So you can never stop. Mm -hmm. This is a forever commitment. That's the problem with these short-term things got you like i'm gonna do this for 30 days i'm gonna do this for 90 days and grit their teeth through it so that at the end of 90 days you can go drink and eat donuts and like and chill yeah your misery awaits you at the end of your 90 (laughs) days but but that's why the process is so important and you know like i was speaking about the rudder about it like you know our goals are the rudder like directing us somewhere and they must all be in the back of our minds. And I think it's great to have that, especially for people like you said, like Bill, who have this future vision. And I think that's cool to connect with the future vision. And we do that in our group as well. We have a whole week where we do about, you know, crafting a vision for every aspect of your life so that you can see the future of your family, the relationship with your kids, the relationship with your wife. But I think making each day a goal, each day a win, that helps us. You know what I mean? Because it's when you think about that and you go like, well, jeepers, I got to do this for 10 years, 20 years. It can seem daunting, but actually going, you know what? I'm going to do it for this hour. And I said to the kids at school, I'm like, you know what? You just have to do this for 45 minutes right now. And then you got to go and do the next 45 minutes as to your best. And then you have a break and then you come back and you do the next 45 minutes as do your best. And that's the thing with us is we can break it down and we can love the process. I'm living today. I'm making today the best it can be. I had this one guy that I known for a while. He keeps saying best day ever. Whenever you ask him, how are you doing? Best day ever. And that's the way that you should approach every day. And for me, it's labeling life an adventure, no matter what happens, because shit is going to go wrong. 
bad things are going to happen. It's happened in my life. And I've responded, like you said, these emotional responses. The emotional response is helped so much by saying, man, this is an adventure. When shit goes, when shit goes wrong, that's when I get a chance to step up. You get what I mean? It's like this mindset change. Like, oh no, shit's going wrong. Like, what am I going to do to like, oh, oh, this is bad. Like, wh- hey, what, what am I going to do here? And you know what? Like, if I actually do run into this, what kind of man am I going to be? Am I going to come out of this? And that's yeah. so cool. Seeing struggles. And this is the sad part about the world for me. So the world is like turning this all in his head and everybody needs to be protected and everybody needs to have everything perfect and everyone needs to have like steamroll it and everybody needs to be equal and everybody needs to be provided with the exact same thing and no one needs to trigger each other or upset somebody or wear the wrong scent in the wrong room to the wrong person who might be allergic to this thing. And you're just like, hang on, man, this world, trust me, when you've just, you just have to walk up a mountain on a rainy day and you know the world is not made in a way it's trying to kill you like a lot of the times. And I know there's a hurricane hitting Florida. It doesn't matter. You can be in a car crash. Anything can happen to want the world to sort of the universe to make or people, other people to come and solve our problems instead of seeing like a problem as the reason why we're great. I mean, I'm from South Africa. Why is Nelson Mandela great? Why is he considered one of the greatest men of all time? I will never be one of the greatest men of all time, most likely. Let's just be honest here. Because I will never, probably never have to overcome the adversity of Nelson Mandela growing up in apartheid South Africa in Eastern Cape, like then becoming a lawyer in apartheid South Africa, then becoming a freedom fighter, then getting sent to jail for 27 years. And then somehow this whole thing happens where he comes out and he's this president and he's over 70 already. And, and you look at him and you just go, that is a great man. Malcolm yeah. X, great man. Martha Luther King, great man. Why? overcoming adversity and somehow we've lost this thing of like and you know what's so hilarious and i know i'm going on a bit here bro but i'm i'm amped this morning i wrote down i was like be i wrote down the word hero and then i thought to myself a lot of people say their dads are the heroes and a lot of people say well i'm going to be a hero and i think if you actually compare what you have to face day to day to real life heroes (laughs) the things that you and me have to go through are really like ridiculous Hey, you know, our challenges, bro. Heroes, our challenges: get up early, take a cold shower, go to the yeah. gym, Hell eat man. healthy. It's such weak bullshit. Exactly. That's why I always say, like, like people give you all this credit for being disciplined, and you're like, bro, I'm living yeah. the standard. Yeah, do not, do not build me up for something special. Like this should be the standard, man. Exactly. Like, and and so I. I get that way too, where I'm like, well, I ain't going to pat myself on the back too hard for any of this easy bullshit. Cause in the grand scheme of things, comparing yeah. to those men or things that people in other parts of the world right now have to go through. Yeah. My life is easy, bro. Like, like the least I could do is like work out hard. <laughs> you know, it's like, damn. And like, be nice to my kids. Like, it's yeah. just, but yeah. we can't handle. But but the truth is that a lot of men can't handle difficult teenagers. A lot of men can't handle little kids. A lot of men can't handle our our um our tempers. We can't handle like the little like you were saying like when um those moments come and and we don't want to do them or it's a little irksome. Then we 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 finally learn to like deal with that and and then you're like, well, well done. Uh, uh, congratulations. You're not losing your shit over like nothing. And you think to yourself like, well. 
if I actually compare this to heroic deeds of the past or guys running up in Normandy Beach in World War II, and then you compare it with, I'm going to school and I'm going to teach some difficult teenagers. My, my job is so difficult. It's like, <laughs> it puts it in perspective. And it's not this thing of minimizing your emotions because look, hey, we are emotional people. But I do think it helps us mentally to go into the world without fear because I think yeah. fear is what holds so many dudes back. Maybe fear of, like we've heard it before, maybe fear of I can't do this or maybe fear of, oh, maybe I will be great. And then I've got all this. I have that. Summer. Oh, then I'm going to have so much responsibility because yeah. I'll be responsible for this thing. But yeah. you know, when you can go into life and realize that you aren't a hero and you don't have to do any really heroic deeds today, then you understand that everything that you need to get done and responses you make are all in your power to make. You can do them. It's not like you should even fear them because anything that comes up against you is generally going to be something that is not life-threatening. And listen, I've I've almost been I've almost been murdered in South Africa. Like guys got hold of me and tried to stab me. And by some miracle, they stabbed between my chest and my arm and like two o'clock at night. And I got to run away because the knife hit the one guy that was holding me from my so I know what that's like. Most days are not going to be like that. Most days are just going to be dealing with everyday shit. And we sometimes treat our days. And when you look at people and you talk to them about how it's going and you look at them, you think that they've been through like some like like Vietnam War experience and you think, oh, they've been living in like a, a shack in, in Cape Town Township or something because we really are ungrateful and we really do make a meal. And me included, we make a meal out of things that if you reframe them are flipping exciting. Like it's exciting to have a rude teenager not want to listen to you and not want to actually do anything with their life but you still go and you're still like you're there and you don't care because you actually want the best for them and you're willing yeah. to take the, the flack because you know it doesn't actually affect you and you start changing and turning around. Well, yeah. oh, this is making me stronger as a teacher. This is making me stronger as a dad. This is making me stronger as a person because if I can handle this, then I'm that kind of person that I want to be. Yeah, and like for you, it's like, if every kid is perfect and doesn't need anything, yeah. then, what, then what good are you? Like what challenge do you have yeah. to face? Like what? Why are you there? You know, it's like, yeah, like those kids, kids well, that yeah. need you the most. Yeah, like if our kids were perfect and they're doing everything you want, and you could just go, okay, dad, just go play golf all day because we don't need you there. But that, but this is the other point, man. And I was just doing a video in the back garden. Like our kids will never be the same as they are today, man. They'll never be how they are. Like right now, eleven four. They'll never be as they are today. And yeah. some of us have this thought, this weird, like our mind gets lost as though we somehow have this unlimited time. And then we wake up and we've done all those other things when fatherhood is such a calling, man, and it's so important. And it's such a thing, it's such a blessing for us to realize that that is the job, that is job one. That is where significance is found. That is where connection is made. And if we keep on trying to make connections and significance out in the world, we always are trying to rob our family. And that doesn't mean we don't do that because we obviously need to do that. But when we're trying to find significance out there and it steals from our primal are like primary thing that we are actually called to do once we have kids. I think that that's a shame. And I think it's sad to see people that don't realize that, oh, I don't have purpose. I'm like, dude, you're a dad. What, what, what the hell? And this is what I hate about the world right now. What is more better than, like, screw your career. Like, being a great dad is the thing. And it used to be the thing in the eons gone by. To be a provider, protect, and be a great father and a great husband in the tribal sense was your job. And that's what your job outside of your house is actually for, not the other way around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, my brother, I was just on a podcast with my brother. And <laughs> one cool. thing he, he said that was really cool 
he's got three young kids, you know, and you know, at, at night sometimes, like when you're really ground down and like, like my two-year-old needs a freaking mm. uh, diaper change and a bath. And then I got to put her jammies on and I'm like cross-eyed. I'm so damn yeah. tired, you know, and she's like flopping around. And like those moments sometimes can, you can just forget how, like what an epic gift that moment right there is. And one thing he said <laughs> that was so rad, he was like, I picture going to sleep that night and never waking up again. And I, and, yeah, yeah. and I, when I'm getting my kids ready, I think this could be the last moment that I have with these beautiful children, you know? And I was like, wow. Exactly. I thought right there, if you could train yourself to think that in those evenings when the kids are going crazy and everything's just chaos in the house, if you could just think, when I close my eyes tonight, this, this very well could be my last moment with these kids. I mean... Mm. damn powerful yeah and and not only that it's like our kids grow up so fast that this could be the last time your kids, <laughs> yeah. this, could, this could be the last hug that you give them this could be the last time they want to cuddle with you in bed like, yeah yeah last time they hold your hand yeah. last time they could be it could be and you could completely miss that and that's like the spice of life you know that's like drinking it in and, and it's funny that you should mention it and listen guys who's listening i don't get this right all the time trust me when i have to wake up at night and my little girl's coughing i get annoyed just like anybody else <laughs> however i've i have been training myself to even when she's screaming to actually reframe that once again and this reframing word is coming up a bit in this conversation is when you reframe things, you can. It's so funny how how much control you actually have over your mind. You're like, oh no, I can't. I just feel this way, and I got these thoughts. It's like, well, actually, dude, you do, because you can reframe this like you just said and go, man, how lucky am I that I have this beautiful little girl, and she's screaming like blue murder. And sometimes I literally start smiling because I'm like, man, yeah, this little cool. life is so. If she wouldn't be here, if anything would. I mean, I've had a kid. He's sitting in the lounge there right now. I've had a kid close to to die. So I've had that basically waiting for the call from the operating room. Like, did he make it? Um, so I know that that can happen. And now he's like, he was two and a half. Now he's like 11 and a half going on 12. Right. And wiping out on his bike. And that could be like that. And when you put that perspective and it sounds so morbid, it's, just, it's like a stoic philosophy or, or concept and practice as well is like that negative, negative visualization goes like, Holy shit, man. Because it's happened, man. Caught deaths have happened. Parents have woken up in the morning and that child is no longer with them, man. And yeah. that could happen anytime. And I think that, that's why then when she starts screaming, I'm just like, this is so funny. And I just smile and I'm like, I watch her. And, and also watching her. Like I, I with other kids, I, was, I had twins and I was just like lost in a daze sometimes. And I, I wasn't aware enough. And I wasn't like you have probably grown in the last while as well. I've just become so much more aware of being present. I mean, I tied my shoelaces with reverence today that's where i've come to after gym i i went like no i'm not going to just tie my shoelaces unconsciously i'm going to tie them consciously and then when my daughter's playing then i just sit there and i watch her or i like lie with her and then i get the monkey mind about work and my lesson plan and then i go like but what are you doing here dude what on earth your body's here your mind's somewhere else and this little moments with this little creature because all the other ones are bigger now and you know what it's like then i can never get that back and i I do believe that is what life is about. It's the memories, the experiences that we build up, the quality that we then carry with us through life of the richness that we feel of this existence, you know, to get philosophical. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I think it is a, a skill, man. I really do. I think it's a practice skill. I this was why this is why I started what I started was I'd come home from the firehouse, you know, three days, no sleep after seeing some trauma. Yeah, sure. I would walk in the house and I would just be dead inside. Mm. Not excited to see my kids or my wife. Like no, no emotion, just very apathetic. And I was like, what kind of energy is this? Like, like my kids, they don't care that I've been gone. They don't care that I'm tired. They don't care what I've seen. And so I was like, how do I manufacture this dad that they need <laughs> with the pain and chaos inside of me without transferring that to them? And that was where this all stemmed for me. It's like, how do I treat, how do I create this man amidst the chaos? And that was where the superhuman father's philosophy was born from was that practice of being in complete and utter depressed anxiety, darkness, and yet showing up and being like, I'm going to give them the father they deserve today and being like, good morning. What are we doing today? Let's go kids. It's party time, you know? And they're like, yeah, we have a great day. And at some point in that day, I light up. Yeah, it happens, right? Yeah, because I, I earned it. And yeah. hmm. but when I would go just slop around all day, depressed. Yeah, I never found that light. I never got it. And and I made the commitment that even if I never found that light again, I would still be the man that that they needed. Yeah. yeah. You know? And 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 it's interesting you should say that because that's something that I've realized, ir irrespective of consequence or of result in other yeah. people. It's like, who are you? Do you go to sleep knowing that you are the kind of man you want to be? Whether or not your wife is in love with you or yeah. what's happening there, whether or not, not what I get from you, stuff. it's not what I get from you, it's what I give to you. That's it. And that's where it ends. No expectations for anything in return. What kind of man am I? And how am I providing value to my family? That's it. And, and, you know, it's, as you were talking, I was thinking about the emotions and like not pushing it down. Cause obviously there's that question of like, well, should he have, should he rather like sit with his pain? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, and not that I'm laughing that off because I think that it does, we do have to face our emotions and, and sit with our trauma and deal with it. I like to laugh at trauma. I but, love it. I think it's great when yeah. shit's going south, when yeah. you feel like shit and you laugh at yourself, yeah. that is as healthy as you can get, man. But with a suicide epidemic almost, you know, and suicide rates just going up, I always have this thought. I'm like, I think that suicidal thoughts start to happen and the real depressions, I know there's chemical stuff and I'm not a psychologist, so a little bit disclaimer here, but it's when you start to serve other people and you take the focus off of your own emotions and your own sadness and how meaningless, meaningless it is, it's like, I was watching actually Afterlife with Ricky Gervais and he sat next to this lady and she said, you know, no matter how you feel and how crap your life is, you can always make someone else's life better. And funny enough, when you start to do that, and you start to make someone else's life better, even when you feel like you are empty and then you're like, wow, do you know what? I actually have something to give. And in the end of the one season, sorry to do the spoiler, he then goes and helps like all his colleagues and all the people. And he finds like these little things that are seemingly meaningless that just makes this difference. And you start to realize, hang on, isn't the antidote to depression and antidote to anxiety and all these negative feelings, putting myself aside in some ways and just serving others. And then what starts to happen is that 
then that self-respect and that self-love and that confidence starts to build because you start to realize your value and you're valuable. And I think that naturally people that get depressed and end up taking their lives have got to the point where it's meaningless. It's worthless. I have no value. I've got nothing to contribute. You don't just wake up someday and want yeah. to kill yourself. Yeah, like, exactly. This, so these have choices like starting with, you know what? I'm not going to take my cold shower today. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to sleep in today. I'm not going to go to the gym today. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to eat whatever I want today. <laughs> do that over and over again. Don't follow through with what your conscience is pulling you to do. Don't follow through with any vision you have for yourself. Mm. No purpose. I'll be suicidal very quickly if I do that. Mm. And that, and that's, and that's the thing why I think that, and look, no one's minimizing any of these emotional or psychological problems. Look, there's chemical imbalances that I am not qualified to talk about, but I do think, James, just get back to the basics. chemical imbalances, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all do, but that's why, you know, get to that's why I go so hard. Yeah. That's, that's why I go so hard because I know that I have the imbalances. I know I, I'm privy to depression and anxiety. It's there. Like I feel it right now. It's always there. I always have darkness in me. And I know if I stop, that's the direction I'll go. I can feel it. Um, so that that's the when guys call me and they're they're depressed and they have anxiety, it's like, let's go over your daily habits. Yeah. And and what and and, and the level of service you're providing. And let's readjust this and see if it helps. And mm -hmm. guess what? Yeah. I haven't seen it not help. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> and I think, and I think this is the, the issue that a lot of people like to do. They like to tweak and they want to do the little extra things and take the shortcuts and do a little biohacks. And do you know what I mean? It's like they almost want to operate on this like high level, like little like tweaks and stuff when it's like, have you yeah. got the basics? Have you got the basics right, man? Are you doing like yeah. the basic manifesting and meditating? I'm just gonna go straight to manifesting and meditating, <laughs> but I'm not gonna do shit. Yeah. I'm just gonna manifest it's like why do i still feel terrible because you haven't taken action man yeah action service that's the antidote mm. i mean yeah, i think i agree 100 percent. i think that you can start doing therapy and you can do this hard work but i mean do what you can yeah. do first don't always rely on on other people to help you out of it when you actually do have a lot of the tools like like i've been through stuff in my life man and there's a lot of issues but it's just amazing to actually witness your own ability to find information to develop the skills to develop the fortitude the resilience the strength the wisdom the capability all on your not all on your own because i think you need to have brothers which is why we have the complete dad network where we have guys that we work together and i think that's a super important part but still but still not to be like oh i have to rely on that because if i have to rely on you man if i have to rely on you carl then then what happens if, if something happens to you then all of a sudden I'm again like on my own or whatever. I'm not part of that group anymore. Or what if I move, have to move away? The moment you rely on other people, and it's the same with our emotions, man. If, if we were relying on other people to treat us in certain ways, to talk to us in certain ways, to treat us in certain ways, and then we're going to be fine, you're always going to be up and down and up and down. But when you actually have that, and that's the cool thing is I call the shots. As far as I can, I call the shots. I can't control all that other shit that's going on around me. But you know what? When I actually control myself and I call the shots in my own life, guess what? I, I feel like I have a lot more control over those stuff and a lot more influence and impact into those uncontrollable chaos things. When I come yeah. back home and there's chaos and I bring more chaos because that chaos affects me, I become part of the chaos. Well, then it's a mess. 
If I come into the chaos, peaceful, calm, in charge of my own emotions, what do you know? Within five, 10 minutes, the chaos has subsided. And that's the choice that we got to meet. Uh, we got to realize as dads, we, we have to be superhuman. In this, in this day and age and the way the world is going, man, you have to have a superhuman kind of like supernatural almost ability. But the funniest part is it's not supernatural at all. It's 100% natural. Just go hard every single day and do your part. And, 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 and I think you're so right. You said it earlier is we often won't treat ourselves. And Jordan Peter speaks about like treat, treat yourself like someone you want to help because we won't do it for ourselves, but we will do it for our kids. Like the moment my kids came into my life, I was like, damn, there's someone that I care about more than myself. Yeah. Then, and since that whole mindset is that, well, now my life is theirs. Now me being fit at 80 and helping them with their kids one day when they're tired and worn out. I don't want to be the grandfather where it's like, oh, no, don't call dad. He's freaking useless and whatever. And he can't do anything. It's like, oh, thank God. Like, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll take the kids freaking snowboarding on the weekend. And they're like, your dad took the kids snowboarding? I want to be that grandfather. You know what I mean? Anyways, bro, let's, um, yeah. let's wrap up uh, this hour with you just talking a little bit about superhuman fitness, where guys can, can, can get hold of you and like what, what you stand for and besides what we've talked about already. Yeah, it, it, this is what Superhuman Fathers is. Like, what's up, bro? Look at this guy. That's the guy that had the wipeout yesterday. Look, he's he looks great. Look, he's fresh. Just ready to go. Ready for another one. <laughs> okay. Savage. What do you want? Nothing. <laughs> just coming here. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, he wants to be uh, close to his dad, you know, that's the way it is. Yeah, man. And that's the beauty of it, isn't it, man? When you start to step up in the way, you have these kids that are still coming and hugging you and wanting to be around you. you know, they're, 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 Admiration of their father. Admiration is And is knowing different. you earn it. It's not just like, oh, I, I don't know my dad. Like, you know, yeah. like people have worshipped their dad in the beginning, like I was talking about, and then find out all that rubbish later on in life. Anyways, we were with you and Super Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's it, though. That We're creating the fathers that their children admire. That they don't, they don't just call dad. They don't just listen to him because they're scared of getting in trouble. But they actually look at their dad's life and they say, "Wow, I I really want to be like that man." Yeah, you know? and I think that's that's the one thing. It's like um, Ryan Mickler would say that often from Order of Man is like, "Am I the kind of man I want my sons to be? And am I the kind of man that I want my daughter to marry?" And for a long time, I would have said maybe that wasn't the case. But I move it. I think we. The, the goal is to move closer and closer to that that man we can be, that integrity gap of who I am now to who I could be, you know. And as Ed Milet also says, it's like one day the man you could have been and the man you were will meet in heaven. And, you know, what's that, great, what's that meeting going to be like? I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. We're doing what you're doing. We're, we're just getting a brotherhood of fathers that are relentlessly attacking their vision to be the best husbands, fathers, and leaders for their families yeah. and uh we and, and part of it is we get our guys jacked like <laughs> next level elite physiques mm. so that when they look at themselves in the mirror yeah. that matches their true warrior self and mm. when their kids see them they're like is that a god or is that a man i don't uh, know i'm not sure i, can, I have a, your wife yeah. on every level should look at you and be like this dude's got it all He's yeah. got it all. How? Why am I so blessed? Yeah, that's how you provide for your wife and your kids. I've uh, I've made a bet with my daughter. She said I won't do it. I said Tyler Durden in, in Fight Club. That's me by December thirty first. Well, <laughs> hey, 
let me know if you need any little bit of guidance, man. I, I'm a, I'm a, the best at getting people in fight club oh, shape. Let's do it. Actor, I had an actor just, hey, I got an actor named Ari. He, he his is name that. is Ari. No, Tyler. Tyler named after Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Yeah, Dude, there you go. So <laughs> he he said, "I want to look like Brad Pitt from Fight Club," and I was like, "No problem." And he's like, "No way." And so uh, I have the before and afters on my uh, on my Instagram. He he looks he freaking Brad Pitted out, dude. We got him just looking just like that. He's so stoked. How old but is he? I think he's he's a little younger. It's like 34, 35. Oh, so he's got 10 years on me, but don't count yourself out, man. It's amazing. When you do the work at older, you, when you're younger, you think, Oh, and I'm older. I got guys old. in their fifties. I got guys in their fifties yeah. that make 20 year olds look terrible, dude. Like they're killed. They have, they have veins coming up their abs, up, up their chest, out their neck. And they're just, and they're keeping it. Like our guys, they keep, keep their physiques forever. We teach them how to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool, bro. Let's connect on that for sure. But thanks, uh, Carl, for coming on the show. It's been, well, it's not, doesn't really feel like a show. It's just, it feels like two dads, like getting stoked and amped up and uh, hope the guys that listen got something. I don't know how you couldn't have got something out of that because I got something out of that. So looking forward to connecting with you more, man. Awesome. Where can guys uh, go to find out more and connect? Oh, just, just hit me up on the Instagram at Superhuman Fathers and then uh, superhumanfathers.com is uh, you can go in there and if you hit the joint, you can either download my ebook or you can hit the join me button and we'll reach out to you and answer your questions about uh, getting our coaching and getting jacked and becoming epic fathers. Cool. So go get jacked at superhuman fathers and come to the emotional and spiritual mental work at the complete dad with Joshua and myself. Fitness uh, we as well, but yeah, it'd be cool to connect a little bit more, but guys just, you know, make it happen. Today's the day. It's, there's no more time to wait, you know, as, as Epictetus says, like, when will you, you know, demand the best of yourself? How long are you going to wait? Don't wait at all. Like, let's do it today. Let's get it going. Your kids deserve it. Your wife deserves it. And bro, you deserve it. And, and you know, it's a life less ordinary. It's a beautiful thing when you're living in that, in that space, right? When you're living in that space of just hitting every day, the best you can, you're going to screw up. You're going to make mistakes, but when the intention's there and you've got it planned and you've got it committed and consistent, man, Man, life is an adventure. It's beautiful. It's a superhuman adventure. So thanks, bro. Well done. Thank you.